Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good day and welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Claremont Community Radio. I'm your host, John Olin, and thank you for joining me for tonight. Uh, is episode 25 of the fifth series of After the Fact. And as you know, at this point, I'm sure every episode in this series is about a, an individual country. All the questions are about just one country. And we will be revealing what tonight's country is momentarily. But first, let's go and meet the teams. Now, we have a 50-50 split between uh, virtual and reality tonight. So, really, here is representing the blue team, Mr. James Bonsell is back. Welcome, James. Thanks, John. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? It's been a long time since you were on. It has been a good few weeks. I'm really, really good. I've just hosted a major conference in Sligo last week. It went brilliantly, and now I can relax. So, I, I am good. Wow. He's yeah. in a good place. Well, uh, that, let's hope you can carry on said form. Grand. And uh, I like the new studios as well. Oh, yeah, it's your first night here. It's lovely, yeah. I like the fact that you've got windows here so the crowds can see us and we can see hordes of wildebeest sweeping past on the planes. Freight trains, I find, are the most eye-catching thing that goes past here. Excellent. I, I think there's, like... there's a new program in there. So. Anyway, let's go meet your teammate who is uh, coming to us uh, via Skype tonight is Mr. Brian Shaw. Welcome back, Brian. Hi there, everyone. How's it going? Thanks it, for having me again. It's Hello. great. How are you? Uh, not too bad now, yeah. Tired busy week but uh all good so you didn't far. host any conferences like james no no i can't say i did that so make my achievements seem small in person but, right. uh, <laughs> okay well i'm sure best to contribute tonight that's right best of luck tonight now we'll go we go across the table representing the red team in the studio tonight is mr david klein good evening good evening to you sir how are you doing i'm very well thanks your voice david is brilliant you, you kind of i feel like you should be um Smoking a pipe and singing magic moments, you know. Magic. <laughs> there you go. He, he does have it. That's right. Anyway, best of luck tonight. Thank you very for much. The, for the Reds. You know, I know the Reds, it's, it's only for pride now. Oh, well. <laughs> so. I lost that long ago. <laughs> and your teammate making his second appearance in a row. In a row. In a row is Mr. Mark Lynch. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks, John. Hopefully I'll be able to get a win tonight to make it 50-50 for the last two weeks anyway. Uh, you were uh, unlucky last week, Mark. You ran uh, mm. into a very powerful mm. <laughs> opponent. That was, that was always going to be a, an, an uphill battle, I'm afraid. But you put in a great performance all the same. So let's hope Michael Betterfield this week will see. Who knows? Okay, let's go and meet the final member of our team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. And he's going to tell us what tonight's show is going to be all about. Good day, everyone. Today's show is all about New Zealand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, uh, he likes adding a little kind of colour, yeah. you know. Yeah, but anyway, let's get on with it. It's round number one, which is, of course, our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will get asked a question with three potential answers. If they give me the right answer on their own, they get two points for their side. They can, however, choose to confer with their teammate. That's fine, but they'll only get one point for a correct answer then. If they give me a wrong answer, whether they're on their own or conferring, 
it will go across, the other side will listen to the two remaining potential answers and can get a bonus point. It's an odd numbered show, which means we're starting with the red team. And David, you're here, confusingly in a blue top. Yeah. Which is yeah, really, I, and actually you're, James in a kind of a ready kind of colour. We, we kind of swapped before, <laughs> swapped shirts before. Just to mess with my head. Okay. <laughs> anyway, David, you're up. Okay. The Maori name for New Zealand is Aotearoa. Which of these is considered the best translation of this term into English? A, the land of the long white cloud. B, the middle of the earth. Or C, the land of the long grass. Um, it's not koalas, no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not koalas. Or Yucatan, which is another of <laughs> yeah, similar. Um, a few weeks ago. I, I think um, I'll play. He's going to play, right? <laughs> play. What are you playing? Um, I think it might be the long white cloud. Yes, it is for two points. Correct. The land of the long white cloud. Or I think it literally translates as long white cloud, but yeah. we assume it means land of the long white cloud. Okay, well done. Two points for you there. The land of the long grass, of course, is where sneaky GA teams hang out earlier in the summer, <laughs> but you might want to spring a surprise. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Across we go to the blue team, and James is here, so he gets in first. Grant, excellent. James. Oh, this starts right up your street, but it, it might diverge a bit. Right. Radiocarbon dating. Oh. Evidence of deforestation and mitochondrial DNA variability within Maori populations suggests New Zealand was first settled during which century? <coughs> Options I'm going to give you are A, the 5th century, B, the 9th century, or C, the 13th century. It was settled round about the sort of mid 1200, so the 13th century. Yes, that's correct. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, nice fun fact, the English have been in Ireland from the Anglo-Norman invasion longer than the Maoris have been in New Zealand. That's true. Yeah. New Zealand is, is possibly the last major mm. land area in the world to be actually, yeah. you know, settled, in, settled by any humans. Yeah. Right, okay, over we go. Back to the Reds and Mark, this is your question. Yeah. 22 kilometers wide at its narrowest point and considered one of the most dangerous and unpredictable waters in the world, the Cook Strait separates the North and South Islands of New Zealand. From the 1880s to the outbreak of World War I, mariners hoping to navigate the strait were helped by Pelorus Jack. Tell me please, what was Pelorus Jack? Your options are A, a wooden lighthouse. B, a helpful dolphin, or C, a bioluminescent glow, now believed to have been caused by pollution. So which of those things was called Polaris Jack by the sailors? I'm going to play it safe and confer. Okay, you're going to confer. So. <laughs> I wouldn't call that safe. <laughs> <laughs> so David, you're in. You can help um, out Mark here. What was Polaris Jack? From the 1880s to the outbreak of World One, it assisted mariners hoping to navigate the Cook Straits. Was it A, a wooden lighthouse, B, a helpful dolphin, or C, a bioluminescent glow, now believed to have been caused by pollution? Um, the traditional aid to sailors' navigation is a lighthouse. <laughs> um, the arguments against the glow would probably be, would it survive kind of poor weather? So that, that would rule that one out for me, I think. Okay. And, and your friendly dolphin, um, he's, he's got an awful workload. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd, I'd, so, Mark, what do you I'd think? Uh, what are you, what are you going to play? Lighthouse, probably. 
you'd say the lighthouse. I, I would probably. I must admit, so. when I first heard it, the first thing that came to mind was actually the, even before I heard it, kind of like yeah. Dolores Jack sounded kind of animal-like. Yeah, people, yeah. I was kind of thinking more towards a whale or something like that. And I wasn't thinking of <laughs> dolphin. Um, pilot, well. All right, so can I get an answer, please, Red Team? Yeah, I'm going to say, I'll, we'll go with the lighthouse, though. So. You're going with the lighthouse. Okie doke. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid uh, that has steered you wrong. <laughs> the lighthouse. So, remaining two options for the blues, and of course, you can confer. What was Polaris Jack? Was it a helpful dolphin or a bioluminescent glow believed now to have been caused by pollution? Yeah, he was uh, New Zealand's answer to fungi, basically, he was the helpful <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> yes, he was the helpful dolphin, Polaris wow. Jack. He would actually swim along beside ships, guiding them through this. Yeah, yeah. He was very helpful. He was very yeah. helpful. All right, final question of the round is to Brian. Are you ready, Brian? Yeah, ready. Let's go for it. The most famous New Zealand sports team is their current world champion All Blacks rugby team. No denying that. They are not the only national team to adopt a nickname. For instance, the soccer team are the All Whites. What name did Badminton New Zealand attempt to give their international team in the early 2000s before reconsidering about 18 months later? So which of these was Badminton New Zealand's attempt to kind of cash in on the whole nicknaming thing? Did they call their team A, the Silver Shuttles, B, the Black Backhanders, or C, the Black Cocks? Oh, God. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I had I had answers ready for for the football team and also the basketball team, um, but badminton. I'm not <laughs> sure at all. Well, um, you've been hard luck because they don't currently use this name, but they did for about eighteen months attempt to make this be their nickname. So was it A the Silver Shuttles, B the Black Backhanders, or C the Black Cocks? Hmm. I mean, I'm tempted by the third option, but surely not. Surely not. Oh goodness. <laughs> Well, now, um, are, you, are you going to go yourself or are you going to maybe bring uh, I think, James? Yeah, I think it's prob. I think I'll bring James in, see what, see what he thinks. All right, James, you're going to confirm on this one. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think uh, it's the Black Cocks. All right. <laughs> I'm happy to go with that then. Okay. It's correct. Yes. <laughs> they were. They did indeed endeavor to call their... Why did they change their name? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> Apparently, they decided it, was, it didn't really fit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, with that, let's go and uh, check the scores with Lancey. <laughs> All right. Blue two four points. Red two two points. Right, there we go. So, blue team, you've won that first round, four points to two. And let us go on to round number two. This is our connections round, of course. In this round, the team that's in will get two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links them to tonight's country, they get three points. They can ask for a third and indeed a fourth piece of information, but they will be playing for two points and one point respectively. Wrong answer, no matter when, we'll see all four pieces of info given across to the side who can get a one point bonus. We're going to start with the team that's trailing, which is the Reds. So for David and Mark, here are your first two pieces of info. The Kia, that's spelled K-E-A, and the Marlborough Fault System. Hmm. Now, what are you thinking? <laughs> I do know one thing because yeah. I happened to go on my honeymoon to Hawaii and I know that the name of the big volcano over there is something like Manu Lakia. Okay. So Kia is obviously something to do with the volcano 
Yeah. It's the Maori or the Polynesian for that or something like that. So Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of faults there. Uh, so you could just John repeat the name of the fault again the Marlborough fault mm. system mm. it's obviously still smoking <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's nothing nothing I can piece together from that straight away what you okay so what are you thinking do you want to I think take another clue mark? yeah hmm. yeah alright we've got the Kia again K-E-A the Marlborough Fault System. And the third clue is the main divide. The main divide. Mm. Um, that doesn't really help the, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just... I, a lot of silence here. Yeah, a lot of thinking. The time. only thing I'm thinking is like tectonic plates or something like that. Yeah. Because we know that there's... Obviously, there was the... the wasn't it the was it Wellington there was the or Christchurch yeah. the bad the big earthquake big, uh, big um, alright so currently on three pieces of info the Kia the Marlborough yeah. Falls system and the main divide um, no no there's nothing nothing coming yeah I'd say we go for the next piece of information yeah we'll try, try the last one ok final clue coming up so we've got the Kia Marlborough Falls system the main divide and finally Aoraki which is A-O-R-A-K-I, also known as Mount Cook. Mm. So Mount, Mount Cook is the highest mountain in New Zealand, I believe. <laughs> okay. So could they all be active volcanoes? Or volcanoes? I don't know. Is that your, is that your uh, answer you're going to take? Um, what do you think, Mark? I just... The only, I... I just the Marlborough Fault wouldn't sound like a volcano to me, but would it be something like the major fault lines around New Zealand? Yeah. Um, what, yeah. Is a, is a mountain kind of... It would, would be caused by a fault, I suppose. But yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to push you for an answer, guys. We've got the Kia, Marlborough Fault System, the main divide, and Aoraki a.k.a. Mount Cook. Now, I need an answer, please. I'd say we go with the volcano one, maybe, just because... Yeah. Just... Okay, we're think thinking all active volcanoes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid that is incorrect. So, over we go, blue team. Kia, Marlborough Fault System, the main divide, and Aoraki slash Mount Cook. I'm not sure, but I may have reasoned it out based on the four of them. Um, I know that New Zealand has lots of national parks, and I wonder if these are just different names of national parks. You'd expect Mount Cook, if it's the tallest mountain, to you know, fall within one. The others I don't know, but the Great Divide, you know, that sounds like a... The Main Divide. Sorry, main Divide, sorry. You know. Main Divide. Uh, and the others... Brian? Uh, I don't know. So, what do you think, Brian? I mean, it, that, that does sound reasonable, yeah. I was trying to come up with something um, and I was just thinking something kind of general, like geographical features mm, yeah. caused by tectonic plate activity, but... Um, I don't know if that's too generic, kind of. That is far too vague. <laughs> Sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, I can't get anything more specific. With okay. That line Should we go for so... national parks then? National parks yeah, in New Zealand. All right. Yeah. That's fine. 
Well, the answer there, Brian, was, was if he just had sharpened his vagueness, is the Southern Alps is the answer, mm. which, of course, are created by tectonic movement, mm. the, the mountain range that backbones the southern island of New Zealand. Mount Cook being the highest mountain in New Zealand is part of the Southern Alps. It's also known uh, as the main divide. It literally divides the southern mm. island in half. The Marlborough Fault System is a series of different faults there in the mountain range that have a, are kind of grouped together. And the Kia... Uh, is actually a parrot. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's the only alpine parrot in the world, and it lives on the slopes of the Southern Alps. It's not pining for the fields. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that one didn't... No one got that. Right, move on, move on, move on, move on, okay. No one feels too bad. No one, okay, all right. Mm. All right, blue team. Oh, yeah, that's us. First piece of info is Te Rauparaha. So R-A-U-P-A-R-A-H-A. And 1905. Can we have the spelling of that again? So it's uh, two words, T-E, mm-hmm. T-E, and then Rao Paraha, R-A-U-P-A-R-A-H-A. And 1905. Would this be something to do with the, the treaty between Maori and what would then still be, I guess, the British settlers? Um, is, it, is that? Do you think that's roughly the time period that was? Thought it was earlier. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you expect it to be maybe nineteenth century. Maybe is it something to do with independence then? Perhaps. Could be. Becoming could a, be. I think. I think. Like, there's different stages, isn't there? I think full independence was in the nineteen forties, but there there are other stages, aren't there? Like Dominion and stuff like Dominion, that. I don't know. Yeah. Should we go for another clue anyway? Yeah, I think probably the best option. Okay. No problem. <clears throat> so we've got Te Rauparaha, 1905. And now a third piece of info is Kappa O Pango. K-A-P-A-O, just literally the letter O. And Pango is phonetically P-A-N-G-O. That doesn't help me, I'm afraid. <laughs> no. David Klein is giving yeah. a thumbs up here. <laughs> so oh, David okay. Klein is in, if only. So I mean, It's certainly better to get to get the one point and give it away isn't it oh so, yeah yeah let's go for it maybe. all right that's yeah, the most david so. could get anyway we won't point. so got te rao paraha 1905 kappa o pango and finally ka mate which is spelt like a ford ka and the second word is spelt like the english word mate but it's pronounced ka mate goodness if it was the the independence dominion thing i'd expect different types of information so mm-hmm. I don't think it's, yeah, it's that yeah. <laughs> so we're focusing firmly on Maori language. do we think these are people's names or do we think, do we think could be places could be people's places. names 1905 okay struggling struggling to come up with anything this has been tough it. tough connections around so far tonight so I'll go through them one more time while you're thinking we've got Te Rauparaha 1905 Kappa O Pango and Kamate. Now, what do you think? I'm, I'm edging back towards my very first guess, which was treaty between the, the, the Maori and the British settlers as such. But I'm presuming John wants yeah. a name for that. I think, I think it's called, is it like Waitangi or something like that? That sounds brilliant. Let's go for that. The Waitangi that. Treaty. The Treaty of Waitangi. That sounds good. Denzangu. Good, but it's uh, 1840. Oh. Tangy, so that's not correct. Over we go, David. Uh, 
Yes. I think I, think I have an idea. Yeah. Mark it into the goal, lads. Go on. They're the, they're the three versions of the hacker. Yeah. Ah. They're all hacker. Well, yeah. two of them are hacker. And yeah. was that the first time it was performed? By the New Zealand rugby yeah. team, 1905. Yeah. So we're gonna... Very good. Te Rao <laughs> is, is the man who wrote the first hacker. Oh, okay. Kamate being Kamate. the first hacker. And then that got kind of not replaced as such, but another one was joined to it yeah. in about 2004, and that's Kappa O Pango. Yeah. So the answer there was anything to do with the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks, and the Hacker they performed before taking the field. Very good. Well done. Okay. Now back to the Reds. You're up again. The Ross Dependency and Tokelau, that's spelled T O K E L A U. Can we have the last question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <let's> swap. <laughs> it's funny how the kind of the, the breaks yeah, fall. Yeah, the Ross dependency and oh, Tuckalow. What's the Ross dependency, David? Um, that is the New Zealand possession of Antarctica uh, in Antarctica. Like the what was the second piece of information? Tuckalow, T-O-K-E-L-A-U. Um, would they be kind of New Zealand overseas dependencies? Something like that. We have a go, sing a bit behind. Go for it if you, yeah. You're going for that? We'll go for that. Oh! <laughs> Correct, for three big points. Yes, as you correctly identified, the Ross Dependency is the New Zealand possession mm. uh, claim, anyway, in yeah. Antarctica. And then the other three were all uh, islands of the Pacific, or groups of islands that are claimed or administrated by mm. New Zealand. Tokelau, Nui, and the Cook Islands being the other ones. So well done, three points. Good gamble. Blue team, final question of the round for you. You've got Figwit and the distant future. Figwit? Is spelt like it sounds. Okay, and the distant future. And the distant future. Sounds like a manifesto, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, no, I don't have anything yet. I don't have anything yet. Okay. Books. Is something cultural? Yeah, yeah, books, yeah, play, music. Could it be a literal translation of something? Figwit and the distant future. Can we have the third question instead? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David wanted the second question. Now Brian yeah. wants the third question. Yeah, you have to organise this better. <laughs> Should we go for the next clue then? Yeah, do less. Yeah. Yep. Right, we've got Figwit, the distant future, and business time. Okay, that's um, that last one there is a is a song by by the Concords. Ah, maybe, right. Maybe okay. They all are. I don't know them well, but I know that one is. Figwit sounds entirely flight of the Concordy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's go for that. I'm happy for that. You're going for flight of the Concords. Yep. Well done. Let's go for two points. Nice well one. I'll come back to Figwit in a second. Because it's story in itself. The, the Distant Future is a 2008 album by uh, the Flight of the Concords that won the Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album. Business Time is one of their songs. And the fourth clue, which you didn't need, was a HBO TV series from June 2007 to March 2009, which was, of course, called Flight of the Concords, mm -hmm. featuring the two boys, Jermaine Clement and Brett McKenzie. Now, Figwit, Brett McKenzie was in the Lord of the Rings movies as an, as an extra. Yeah, he, was. he was a random yeah. elf, That's and he was so stunning-looking, apparently, that he, he got a, and a whole fan group sprung up, wondering about his character. And they, they 
called him because he had no name, Figwit, which stood for Frodo is great, but who is that? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, there's a, well, there's a whole web site called Figwit Lives where they were trying to track down Figwit. And find. He ended up being put in the third movie even though there wasn't a plan for him to be in the third movie because of the fan clamour. So there you go, Figwit. That's what that's about. Right, uh, let's go check the scores with uh, Clancy before we take our first ad break. Blue to six points. Red to six points. So the sides are level. After two rounds, we are going to take an ad break. Please don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes' time. This is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio. Tonight, the questions are all about New Zealand. I'm John Nolan, your host, and thank you for joining me. After two rounds, the sides are deadlocked on six points apiece. They are the blue team of James Bonsall and Brian Shaw and the red team of David Klein and Mark Lynch. We have now reached round three. This is our audio round. In this round, the teams will each hear two pieces of music. They get a point for identifying the name of the song and the artist performing. And there will also be two subsequent questions for the point each as well. Wrong answers, though, can be offered across for a potential bonus. We generally go to the team that's trailing first, but since they're level, we've tossed a coin and the blue team have won the coin toss. So, blue team, this first piece of music is for you. So, Blue Team, uh, who is that and what's the name of the tune, please? Uh, I, I know the group, but I always have trouble with the title. Do you know the, the title, Brian? Yeah, the title is Weather With You. Yeah, are there any brackets in that? Do we need to specify? I, There's no brackets in that. I don't I believe always, there are. I always I thought it was Weather are. Brackets With You. Uh, and Crowded House. <laughs> You've invented a whole pair of brackets, I think, yeah. that don't exist. Okay. Well done, that's worth a point. You've got two questions on that. First of these. This song comes from the group's 1991 album, Woodface. What is the surname of the pair of brothers who were both members of the group during its recording? I assume Neil Finn is one of the brothers. Do you yeah. agree, Brian? Yeah. So Finn. That's correct. Tim. Tim was the other one, yes. Neil and Tim Finn. Final question. The Finn brothers were previously members of which other group whose biggest hit was the 1980 song, I Got You? I don't know. Oh. I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I know they they had a like a duo for a while called Finn Brothers, but I assume that's not what we're looking for. And but, it's, uh, it's definitely not Sonny and Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly different. It's not Hall and Oates either. No, it's not really. yeah. <laughs> Will we go through other duos? No, it's a group actually. It's not a duo anyway. So one last time, the Finn Brothers were previously members of which other group? Whose biggest hit was the 1980 song? I got you. No, I'm afraid I can't offer anything. There's, there's, there's a group which I know one of them was in called Split Ends, but I don't know if they both were in. Go for it. I didn't think both were, but we'll give it a go. You're saying Split, Split Ends? ends? Yeah. yeah uh, well done. Correct. Thanks. Yes, and they both were in Split Ends. In fact, they were yeah. in Split Ends together longer than they were in Crowd House together because they were in Crowd House together for about a year and a half as Tim came and went. Okay. That's the uh, first piece of music over, and you got three out of three there. Well done. Right, red team, 
Uh, this is your first piece of music now. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies And I'm not proud of my address In a torn up town, no postcode envy But every song's like gold teeth, grey goose tripping in the bathroom Bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room Right. Uh, who's that, Red Team, and what is being sung? Um, I actually know this one. Come on, Mark. Okay. I'll let you do that one. <laughs> Royals by Lordy, or Lord or Lord. Lordy being yeah, the Finnish group. Finnish group. Yeah, Very right. different. <laughs> yeah, I think Lord. That's how I say it, anyway. Yeah. Right, you have two questions on Lord. Uh, Ella Yelich O'Connor, being her real name, was born in Auckland on the 7th of November 1996 but is a citizen of New Zealand and, through her mother, of which other country? Ella Yelich O'Connor. I'm going to take a guess here and say, oh, it's not the O'Connor part that she's taken. Because <laughs> 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 that would be too easy. Yeah. Yelich. Yelich. Does that sound Croatian? Wow. Swear Serbian? <laughs> does, does Croatian have that? Yeah. Um, it's, if that's what's coming to your mind, that's, that's random enough. So. Okay. Yeah, Croatia we go. We'll go with Croatia. Well, now that's very impressive. Well yeah, done. well done. Well done. Yep. Her mother was the daughter of Croatian immigrants. And mm. so Lord has a Croatian passport as well. And final question. This song went to number one in the US charts. Lord was 16 years and 11 months old at the time. And she became the youngest female artist in 26 years to top the US Billboard Hot 100s. Since which American singer had done the same with the song, I think we're alone now, in 1987. Um, was that Tiffany? <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. This is totally David's wheelhouse there. Then. <laughs> oh my God, I used to have such a massive crush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, full name Tiffany Darwish, but known as, of course, Tiffany. No wrong answer so far in the audio round. We go across back to the blues for their second piece of music. Okay, so that fades away. And Blue Team, who is that and what's the name of the tune? I don't know the artist, do you? No, I can't get there. I recognize it, but I can't. Yeah, I think I know the title, but I wouldn't say it if we, if we can't do both pieces of information. Oh, yeah. It's annoying, isn't it? Because it might, it might like, jog a memory if you say the title, but of course it could give it away as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is one of those ter- terrible... You're in a horns of a dilemma. You're in a horns of a dilemma. This is one of those terrible happenstances in which... The artist is also the name of the title of the song. <laughs> it's from New Zealand, so, I yeah. think. Um, <laughs> no, I can't do anything with it. I'm All right, right, okay, we're passing, it sounds like. I actually yeah. noticed him as well. Oh, Mark's yeah, in. I'm going to roll with these music rounds at the moment. Yeah. Uh, how bizarre, OMC. It's correct. That's a nice steal of a point there for the red team. However, Blues, you have two questions. Let's see how your knowledge is on <laughs> OMC and how bizarre. I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> what do the letters M and C stand for in the group's name? 
being a tongue-in-cheek reference to their hometown Otara status as one of the poorest suburbs in Auckland. So I've told you what the O is. Okay. Um, so MNCs. That's a, a reference to the, the, the poor nature of, so, or yeah. a tongue-in-cheek reference, did you say? Yes. What do the letters M and C stand for in the group's name? Being a tongue-in-cheek reference to their hometown Otara's status as one of the poorest suburbs of Auckland. Now, I'd be looking more at James here. This is a commonly said name when this hit was a hit. And poor old Brian was only but a child, really. <laughs> a commonly <laughs> said thing, was it? <laughs> I don't think there's much. I mean, I mean what could be. So it's going to be. I don't want to, again, I don't want to say too much, but it's going to be something to do with. You'd imagine the opposite, like wealth and rich. Okay. Money, I don't know. Any ideas, Jim? No, no, I'm just literally stalling for time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can't give you too much longer now. What year was this? Can you just remind me that? I'm not going to tell you because well, you guess said when why, I was young. That's why I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, give that, I've given you a bit of adver- advanced thinking time for question three. You, you did, in fairness. Um, <laughs> No, okay, no, I think I there's another pass coming. Yeah, I might be kicking myself in a minute. But All yes. right, okay, over we go. I know this one too. Oh, mm-hmm. no, he's in. Millionaires Club. Yes. <laughs> they were the Otara Millionaires Club. That's what those three letters stood for. Yeah, I don't feel so bad now. This, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> okay. Final question, guess what? In what year did this song top the Irish charts? <laughs> oh, right, sir. I give you a clue. It succeeded the hurling song by the Wild Swans at number one. That does not help me. I arrived in this country in 2002, so I'm guessing it was before then. <laughs> on that basis. Mm. I won't fault your logic. I'm trying. Sometime, sometime late 90s, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to night. think where I sound. was when I'd heard it and so on. Mm. 2000. 2000 sounds good, doesn't it? Nice round number. Have you got any thoughts still, Brian? I, 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 it's just kind of, like, it's a bit unusual, but around... 2000 to 2002, my parents decided to pay for all the extra channels, so I, I knew basically all the music. In oh, those. yeah, that's the sort years. of thinking we need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, I, um, would, I would go earlier for that reason, but um, that's, that's I, I, I don't know, 97, 96, something like that, maybe. Okay. That would. Let's, think? let's go 97 then. You're going 1997? Yeah. Mm. I'm afraid it's incorrect, David, and well, possibly well, Mark. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 96. Yeah, I would say so. Yes, it is. And uh, did either of you use the clue I gave? Uh, No. The (laughs) Dancing at the Crossroads. Dancing at the Crossroads was the hurling song, yes. Oh, no, no, didn't. Which was uh, celebrating Wexford's 1996 Ireland win. Pretty me by. All right. No bonus point for that. No bonus point for that. Sorry, man. However, you're in now. Oh, yeah. And this is your song, and here it comes. Okay, so that's our final piece of music. Now, Red Team, who's that and what's the name of the tune? That's um, Bit Runger, is it? 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking, uh, but... Sway. Yes, it was. So yeah. that's, that's very good. <laughs> you're being very meek for some reason. Yeah, I know you're, yeah. you're referring to Mark in this. Yeah, well, he's, he's kind of doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you've said the correct answer there. Sway, with, sway by Bikaranga. All right. Two questions. Uh, this song featured in which 1999 teen film comedy starring Jason Biggs, Alison Hannigan, and about 10 others? <laughs> I know this one. Go on. Good. <laughs> I was 16 at the time. American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And final question. In 2004, Runga recorded an acoustic version of this song for the second volume of which Irish charity album? Her contribution was unusual as over the three volumes released, she was one of just two people who covered their own song. Mm. But anyway, what's the name of the charity album she contributed to? There were three volumes of it and she was on the second one. Was there some um, album by female singers? Mary Black, I think, was involved in it. Celtic Voices, something like that? Anything, Mark? No. Um, you, I'm just trying to think. An Irish album. So I'll read it one more time and then I want an answer off you. In 2004, Vic Runger recorded an acoustic version of this song for the second volume of which Irish charity album? Her, her contribution was unusual as over the three volumes that were released, she was one of just two people who covered one of their own songs. Was it um, A Woman's Heart? Something like that. Yeah, that's actually just what came into my head there as well. You're playing a woman's okay, heart? Okay. Yeah. No problem. I'm afraid it's incorrect, though. Final question of the round. Maybe get a bonus point here. I think Brian's the one with the music knowledge. Balloon team. Okay, this, Brian. This predates my time as well. I may not. <laughs> I know this one all right, but uh, this is, I believe this is the, um, it was called Even Better Than The Real Thing. Yes. Uh, yes, it was. Correct. Very good. Well done, Yes, there were three volumes of the charity album, Even Better Than The Real Thing, generally featuring people doing acoustic covers of other people's works. But for some reason, I'm not entirely sure why, Pickering covered her own song. Right, let's go check the scores of Clancy, and then we'll take our second ad break. Blue to 10 points. Red to 14 points. So the Reds have now a four-point lead after that round, so that went very well for them. Anyway, we're going to be back in two minutes' time. Please do not go away. Hello, this is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamaris Community Radio. This series, every episode is about a different country, and tonight, episode 25, is all about New Zealand. Now, after three rounds tonight, the red team, that's David Klein and Mark Lynch, are on 14 points, and they are four points ahead of the blue team, James Bonsell and Brian Shaw. On we go with the final round. This is our 20 questions round. In this round, the team that is in will get asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point for their side and they get to keep control of the game, which means they get the next question. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they'll get a bonus six point for the achievement. Wrong answer at any stage, we'll see control of the game go over and you could get a, they can get a point on the one that was missed as well. Right, we're going to start with the team trailing, which is the Blues. So, James and Brian... Question one for you. Serving in the role since the 26th of October 2017, who is the 40th Prime Minister of New Zealand? That's Jacinda Ardern. Yeah. Didn't need to start the clock on that one. <laughs> Didn't need any conferring. I got one. That'll He's do. in. He's done. Okay, number two. 
which explorer, whose name lives on in another country, became the first European to sight New Zealand on the 13th of December 1642. He named it Statenland in honour of the Dutch Parliament. Abel Tasman. Okay. Yes. Correct as well. Question three. A symbol commonly associated with the country, both overseas and by New Zealanders themselves, by what name is Alsophila Dialbata better known? It's also the nickname used by the reigning world champion netball team. And I will say I need a two-word answer. Okay, so... Well, I've got two ideas, and it's obviously not going to be Kiwi. The, oh, yeah. this is the Kiwis. Can you say the name again? Al-Sofila Dialbata. That's the uh, second one. It's spelled D-E-A-L-B-A-T-A. Could it be the um, oh, the the fern? Oh, that's a good idea. I haven't thought about that. Do it with a color or something, or, or... yeah, that sounds. Uh, Two-word answer. A, remember, a clue given earlier was silver fern for some question. Um, I don't know if silver fern is the is the one, but should we go for that? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Yeah, okay. Let's try that. Um, silver fern. Correct. Well done. Yep. The silver fern is correct. Uh, next question. In which decade did New Zealand become the first nation in the world to grant all women the right to vote? In which decade? I think it was late 19th century, like 1890 or something. I think it was. I think it was 1890s, yeah. 1890. Yep, let's go for two, that. Two or three or something like that. Yeah, so I, I said decades. So you're saying the 1890s? Yes. That's correct. It was in 1893, to be exact. Right, for five in a row, here's your question. Which New Zealand film director was nominated for an Academy Award for his 2004 short film, Two Cars, One Night? Other works since then include What We Do in the Shadows, 2014, The Hunt for the Wilder People, 2016, and Thor Ragnarok, 2017. Taika Waititi. Oh, correct, for two points. And I do love The Hunt for the Wilder People. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, across we go. Reds. They put it up yeah, to you there now. Yes, yeah. So you're in, and here we go. Which term from the Maori language that means good luck or best wishes is used in this part of the world for a famous concentrated fruit drink and a farm-based tourist attraction in County Wexford? Hmm. The only thing I can think of is like my wadi or something like that. Is that a whole uh, farm-based? So, which term for the Maori language that means good luck or best wishes is used in this part of the world for both the famous concentrated fruit drink and a farm-based tourist attraction in County Wexford? Yeah, I'd yeah, say so. go with that because I wadi. can't think of... Yeah. Okay, so, you're saying my wadi. Yeah. I'm afraid it's not right. Yeah. Across we go. I think I know this one. Um, I think it's Kiora. Yeah, think, oh, Kiora. <laughs> yes, it's not my wadi. Yeah. It's Kiora. <laughs> I remember the advert from 1980. <laughs> That's unlucky. Uh, 50-50 yeah. zigzag situation there. Well done. Uh, Blues, you're back in. The document known in New Zealand history as the Charter of 1840 established the islands as a colony of the British Crown. This document also specified that the islands would be governed as three provinces all named after Irish provinces. 
Which Irish province didn't get a New Zealand province named after it? Okay, that's interesting. I, I'd say politically, yeah, then, yeah. that it's probably not Ulster. Just I think so. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I have no reason. I was going to rule out Connacht, but I have no real reason. Um, so, I guess... I mean, I, yeah, political. I, I genuinely got, don't know. At least you've got a reasonable basis for it, yeah. Okay, so are you giving me that. an answer, guys? Which of the Irish provinces did not give its name to one of the three original provinces of New Zealand? I mean, will will you not accept Meath? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fifth. Yeah, you're, yeah the Kuigu. No, we're not. No. Okay, okay so it's ahead. a one in four that chance. Jim, I'd, I'd lean towards Ulster, but I've got no reason for, for believing that, really. Okay. No, we'll go Ulster, yeah. We'll You're go. going for Ulster, all okay. right. I'm afraid it's incorrect, so across we go. You're getting a nice question, Reds, but you can get a bonus here, perhaps. No, we're I think it's Connacht. You think it's Connacht? It is Connacht. Yes, there was a new Munster, a new Ulster, and a new Leinster. But unfortunately, Connacht... And a new Jerusalem. Not <laughs> deemed worthy. Okay, so Reds are back in. Next question. Which New Zealand city suffered a series of earthquakes between September 2010 and January 2012, with the most destructive of them occurring on Tuesday 22nd of February 2011, in which 185 people were killed and thousands of buildings across the city suffered severe damage? What city? It was Christchurch, I think. Yes, correct. It was Christchurch. It was Christchurch. It was Christchurch. Well done. Next question. Which country music singer, who has since 2006 been married to Australian actress Nicole Kidman, was born in New Zealand's northernmost city, Whangarei, in 1967. Keith Urban, isn't it? That's the one. Nice bit of celeb gossip yeah. there, Mark. <laughs> That's correct, Keith Urban. Which actress, born in Canada but brought up in Wellington, became in 1993 the second youngest winner at the age of 11 in Academy Award history when she received the Best Supporting Actress Oscar? And- Anna Paquin. Oh, well he's done. moving well here. That's correct. Anna Paquin. And this is for your five in a row now, so guys. Which is overwhelmingly the largest city in New Zealand in terms of population, being between three and four times the size of the second largest city? That's got to be... Um, Auckland, I'd say. Yeah, Auckland. Wellington's the capital, so Auckland, yeah. You're saying Auckland? Auckland, yeah. And that's good for two points. Well done. Well done, Mark. Good point. Okay, so across we go. Blue team. Codenamed Operation Satanique, or Satanique, this bombing operation by the Action Branch of the French Foreign Intelligence Services resulted in the sinking of which ship, the flagship of the environmental organization Greenpeace, at the port of Auckland on the 10th of July 1985. Oh, it's, I presume it's Rainbow Warrior. Do you know Rainbow Warrior, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. That's correct. Rainbow Warrior is indeed the name of that ship. Okay, next question. Well, James, you were straight in with Jacinda Ardern, so this is related to her. Oh, great. Prior to Jacinda Ardern, how many of New Zealand's 39 previous prime ministers were women? I'm reasonably sure the one before her was also... Not directly one. before, but there no. were... There were yeah. it was directly before it was a guy named English. But there, there were at least two in the 2000s, I'm sure. Okay, so John, you just want to know how many? Just the number is all I'm looking for, yes. How many, before Jacinda Ardern, I said that, so we're not including her, how many of the 39 previous prime ministers were women? Okay. 
Okay, if you think it's two then, Brian, let's, let's go for there it. There were at least two, yeah. I can't go back very far with my, with my names, but I guess it gets more unlikely as you go further back. I don't know. Two sounds sounds good. Okay, yep. you're saying two? Yep. Well That's done, correct, Brian. yes. And for the record, they were Jenny Shipley, who was Prime Minister from 97 to 99, and she was succeeded by Helen Clark, mm. who was then Prime Minister from 99 to 2008. Right, uh, next question. In his early work, he discovered the concept of radioactive half-life, the radioactive element radon, and differentiated and named the alpha and beta radiation. Which New Zealand physicist, who became known as the father of nuclear physics, was awarded the Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 1908? Was this Rutherford? It is, yeah. Ernest Rutherford? Yes. Brian's not going to hang around to that one. Correct. Next question. Named after a harbour in Wales... Which fjord in the southwest of New Zealand's South Island was described by Rudyard Kipling as the eighth wonder of the world and, more recently, was judged the world's top travel destination in a 2008 Traveller's Choice Award by TripAdvisor.com? I don't know this, but the harbour of Milford Haven sounds like it could be applicable to New Zealand. It's another two-word answer, I should tell you. Well, Milford Haven would tend to fit that as well. Um, Would do, yeah. I, I can't. And think um, what the harbors are there. Yeah, I don't know. That would sound reasonable. Yeah. Not many two uh, two word ones. Yeah, let's go for it. They made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to break out this controversial word. Prompt. Prompt. Sorry. So, so wait, you said, so what would did you, you mean say, you such as? Prompt. New, you mean something like New Milford Haven? <laughs> no, it? it's a two-word answer, right? So Milford Haven, to my mind, would be two, uh, two yes. words. Yeah. Yes. So that would be my answer. Are you persisting with Milford Haven? Yes. No, no, wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian <laughs> is not insisting, so... Yeah. And that's incorrect. Now, cross we go. I think it's called... Uh, I think it's Milford Sound, is it? Okay. Um, well, I just wanted the question again. But... Well, there's no point because Mark's yeah. got it right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. It is known, uh, it is called James Milford Sound, although okay. it is named after Milford Haven. Right, so. All right. Uh, red team. Good, Good steal. <laughs> point for you. And you're in. And you're going to get this next question. Approximately <laughs> the size of a domestic chicken, which flightless bird native to New Zealand is by far the smallest living member of the Ratites? A group which also includes ostriches, emus, and cassowaries. Because it has it kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> it's correct. Yes. That's a lot of Them's shit. the bricks, as they say, <laughs> and you got one there. Okay, next question. What recreational activity, first carried out in New Zealand in 1994, entered the concise Oxford English Dictionary in 2001, where it was defined as the following? A sport in which the participant is secured inside an inner capsule in a large transparent ball which is then rolled along the ground or down a hill. That would be zorbing. <laughs> yes, indeed. Zorbing is correct. Well done. Next question would be for four in a row. So here it is. The object of a decades-long battle with Australia over where it was invented. They argue about this sort of thing down there. <laughs> which dish is a meringue dessert with a crisp crust and soft light inside, usually topped with fruit and whipped cream? That's got to be a pavlova. It is a pavlova, you're right. Mark's just sitting back in his chair. Uh, <laughs> Scoffing <up>. pavlova. <laughs> Relaxing. When, when he's on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and for five in a row. 
Who is the only New Zealand citizen to have been nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor? His record currently stands at one win from three nominations. Hmm. I think I know who this is, actually. Is I think it's Russell Crowe, because I think he's actually yeah. born in New Zealand. Yeah. Russell Crowe, we'll Good for two points. Well done. Good and the final question of the set oh. <laughs> is for the back for the blues. And I think you're going to get this. Oh, that's nice. Just judging by something you said earlier. Right. Or it may have been Brian who said it. We started with sporting nicknames and now we will finish with one. What is the nickname of the New Zealand men's yes. basketball team who have twice qualified for the yes. Summer Olympic Games and were runners-up in the Commonwealth Games in 2006? Well, yeah, right. That is the Tall Blacks. <laughs> yes, brilliant. <laughs> they are the Tall Blacks. That I was going to say the long name. black cock. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> you had to go and lower the tone. Honestly. Right. Okay, let us go and see. Uh, that was a good round, final round. Uh, very few wrong answers in there. Let's go and see how the scores are at the end of it all. Blue team 21 points. Red team 26 points. So it's a great five-point win for the Reds tonight. Congratulations. Well done. That well done. Great. And uh, that's to David <laughs> and to Mark. Mark, you did get your 50% over two shows ratio that you were looking for. Well done. Yeah. And uh, hard luck to James and Brian. Thank you. However, uh, your team will be collecting the trophy next week. Yeah, that, we, we know that anyway. Yep, that's, that's quite that's next week's a nice compensation. Next week's going to be a special episode, everyone. It's the final of the series. We already know the overall result, but we'll have a little bit of fun. We're going to have more than 2v2. We're going to have as many people as can find their way to a telephone or a Skype connection or whatever. And we'll also have, uh, well, I won't say any more than that. I'll just say, if you're listening online, stay tuned. You can hear the podcast extra in a second. And you will hear from us again next week. Until then, goodbye from me and goodbye for everyone here. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Podcast Extra. And let us go on to round number two, which I will firstly open here. Here we go. Now, round number two. Okay, anybody need a break, break? Okay. Okay. That's great fun. I worry oh, there's not going to be any more Lord of the Rings questions. <laughs> <laughs> Six all, Linda, is the score currently. Oh, that means we have to do the famous coin toss of power to decide who's going uh, oh, yeah. first in the music oh, round. Okay, so we have a coin, 50 cent on one side and Albert, King of the Belgians, on the other. So, uh, David, uh, Reds are trailing, so I'm going to allow you to make the call. Bertie the Belgian. Hang on, how are they trailing? Oh, you mean generally? Generally. The way you were, you know, lording it over them before the round began. In a macro (laughs) (laughs) You're going for the Belgian. Okay. Uh, That's that's just your... That's the 50. That's the 50. Yeah. Mm. So, James, you've won the coin toss. Right, so. What do you want to do? Uh, Oh, let's play first. Yep. Everyone plays. (laughs) Everyone plays first. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't, All right. the, didn't the video have a dancing with the banana or something? I think like a guy dressed up. I honestly have no memory of the video. <laughs> mm, I think so. It would be hilarious if we look it up and there's nothing like that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just all in James. It's, it's just Derek Davis. <laughs> it's just the way James works. Okay, well done. The music, as yeah. in sub-questions. Yeah, two yeah. questions on each Were side. Were there two on that last one? 
Yeah, yeah, American Pie, which... Oh, American yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. It's because I knew it. So I discounted <laughs> the fact that it was a question. <laughs> so, okay, anybody need a break? I'm okay. You're okay? Grand. Okay, I'm presuming we're all right, so I will move on, and I'll just play that same piece of music, and we'll get going with the final round. The document known in New Zealand history as the Charter of 1840, which follows the Treaty of Waitanga, established the islands as a colony of the British Crown. This document also specified that the islands would be governed as three provinces. <laughs> if, look, if you don't want to take watch or whatever, just leave. Why are you on your mobile? It's a very... Okay. I'll start that question again. Which New Zealand city suffered a series of earthquakes between September 2010 and January 2012? with the most destructive of them occurring at 12.50... Hey there. <laughs> He's busy, he'll call Just you right back. That <laughs> was unsilent. <laughs> okay. It's all right. You wouldn't be aware of it, but Andrew did exactly the same thing a few minutes ago, so, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently he's here, but he's bored. I yeah. Think. All right, I'll read this again. It's Christchurch, wasn't it? It was Christchurch, I think. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get a clean audio on this question, yes. So we'll uh, put the mics back on for a second. And I've put an ear mic here as well, Linda's here. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Despite that was the loss. That was, yeah, it was a good one. Thank well, you, Mark. No problem. Yeah. He, say, he says no problem. <laughs> well done, uh, Mark. <laughs> Thanks. So anyway, yeah, well, that was good. That was great. Uh, Show everyone. Yeah, well done. Yeah, that was very good. Well done, Brian. That was great. Well played. Yeah, you too. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, I was disappointed by the lack of Lord of the Rings questions. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's my entire. Things New Zealand. Podcast extra super bonus time. I don't know if we, if anyone has a warm question. I certainly didn't bring one this week. I, I'll give you a vague one. Um, a, a, a vague one. Right? How many? We love vagueness for the week that's in it. How many presenters, or can you name all the presenters of the Late Late Show? Now I, I want you to get out a list. So you, I, I you, have a list. You yeah, have a list. Okay. All right. My list. Okay. Mm, was it gay? <laughs> all right. David says. Gay burn. Gay burn. Gay burn. Right. right. Yeah, Very brave. <laughs> okay. We'll Mark or table. Brian, you go next. I'll come around yeah, I have Jerry Ryan. Jerry yes. Ryan. Yeah, well done. Ryan. He, he stood in it very yeah, late. Jerry, Ryan. Jerry yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Is there Brian. Oh yeah, can't. Yeah. Sorry, can I just ask? You said the week that's in it has some news happened. I wasn't aware of. Uh, the late, late. As far as I'm aware, it should be back because school's back now. I so saw. I did, back I did see an ad on RT yeah. for it. Sinead O'Connor's on, I think. On Friday. Okay, we're not going to advertise late, late anymore. Brian, do you have a guess here? Right, Pat Kenny. Pat Kenny. Pat Kenny. Pat Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the big one. Yeah. Longest serving. Okay. Ryan Tuberty. Ryan Tuberty. <laughs> <Ryan Tuberty. laughs> yeah. Okay. We're back to David. Oh. Well. <laughs> um. Hmm. When did you move to Ireland? Um. Uh, in 1997. Okay. <laughs> now you're probably out of luck. There would have been times before that when. Gabor needed to take two weeks off. All oh, right, yeah. There'd be some random uh, lads someone, sitting in. Uh, okay. In fact, Jerry Ryan kind of. Yeah, Jerry Ryan. Stood I'd, in. I'd Jerry Ryan. Yeah, I'd father say Jerry Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of got to go uh, Irish, 
yeah, uh, famous hosts and go with that. Um, uh, Jonathan, what you call him? Jonathan, what you call him? <laughs> yeah. Ross? No. Because <laughs> that would be a departure. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Bo- Bowman. No. Jonathan Bowman. Yeah. Off the news. No. No. Okay. Mark. Um, I was just trying to think, you know, kind of, as you were saying yourself, I don't think there's anyone, you know, kind of, it's pre Gayburn, as, you know, or kind of not pre Gayburn, but Gayburn's time that mm-hmm. you might have stepped out for a, a week or two. So I'm just trying to think. Um, James, just tell us while Mark's thinking, how many is on the list? One more, you've got one more sort of semi-regular person exactly as Mark just described it okay. someone who would sort of regularly there's, there's only one more person to say yep oh wow it's a short list mm. okay alright because I had two more names I was going to... uh, well, <laughs> you've then got subs there's a couple of subs oh, a couple of subs as well but they will count they will count okay right Mark actually I've had an idea actually based on last week's question go on Kathleen Watkins, because she presented the Rosa Tree and she's married to Gay Byrne, so no. there's a bit of nepotism there. Oh, no, no. Okay, Brian. I mean, I, I definitely don't have any definite answers. I'll, I'll try your man. Is it, is it Mike Murphy? Is that his name? Is that no, his surname? but that, that's oh, a good yeah. guess. No, no, no. Okay. Um, I have two options, and I'm going to pick one. And the one I'm going to pick is a man called Frank Hall. No, very not. Okay, we'll have one more for when I come around again. Okay, who's next? David. Would it be um, his arch nemesis, Eamon Andrews? <laughs> no, but that's another. That's a good <laughs> guess. Well, yeah, right, yeah. Okay, I think we're hitting the wall here. Mm. Uh, Mark. Oh, that was my other one. By the way. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah my, my two options are dead. Yeah. Oh. Well, I put you out of your misery. Well, hold on. Maybe Mark or Brian are going to have. Uh, um. <laughs> Can I ask? Can I ask one question? Is the other is it a male or female presenter? The last person. Male. Male. Um, I'll go with Derek Davis again. Derek Davis, that's it. Oh, oh well done. Excellent. Very good. Mm. Now uh, you also you did have some very very small subs. Um, Ted Bonner, who was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he'd have been in there uh, doing it uh, a few times. And then also, at one point, uh, Gay Byrne uh, was doing a, a piece on feminism and ushered in a young feminist uh, to present the remainder of the show, and that was Marion Fanukin. Oh, very good, very good. So she did half a show as such. Hmm. So there you are. Okay, uh, can I just... I hate to do this to you. Are you calling me up on I'm this? calling you up. I've looked up Frank Hall I on, did tell you I did only half of this. I looked up Frank Hall on Wikipedia... And in the category television, it says he presented the Late Late Show for the opening of the 1964 season. For the opening? opening. But his lack of success in the seat led to a return to the previous presenter, Gay Byrne. Oh, do you know what? I'm looking for him in the list. Yeah, you are. Oh! There you go. Well done. Yeah, put away that. I did warn you at the start. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what the actual list is? I'm only now just I, I, I just looked at Derek Davis wasn't there. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that, frankly, farcical warm-up question yeah. over, we will... <laughs> but we warmed up. You know, we're, all, we're ready to clean up the brain. It was yeah. vague.